Welcome to the Kingdom Community. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the Kingdom of God on the earth. To learn more about us, please visit kingdomcommunity.global. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey guys, welcome to Kingdom Encounter. Glenn Blakeney here. I'm so glad that you've joined us. Today we have an awesome interview. My guest is Kelly Fraser, and Kelly's going to be sharing her journey about transitioning out of the marketplace into a different type of ministry. Marketplace is indeed ministry, but she felt that God had been calling her into a new assignment. Now, for some of you, you've been going through transition, and I know this interview is really going to minister to you. And I just want to say, you know, this is a time in a season we've been talking about the great global reset. Things are changing, but it's also known as the great resignation. And a lot of it is really fueled by a desire to really attain and fulfill purpose in life. You're going to love this interview with Kelly. It's going to really speak to you. And guys, I want you to hang around at the end of the interview because I'm going to be sharing with you how you can get a copy of my free booklet, Three Ways to Know That God is Moving You in a New Direction. Before we jump into the interview with Kelly, I just want to share a little bit about the kingdom community. Welcome to the kingdom community. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you out into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God. The kingdom community is unique in that we are not seeking to build a denomination or a religious organization. Our aim is to promote the Lord Jesus Christ, build up and equip His body, and advance the kingdom to the nations of the world. We invite you to connect with us and become part of the kingdom community family. We are here to stand with you and celebrate your place in the body of Christ. We need each other and we are much better together. We exist to equip you to live an overcoming life and fulfill your purpose in God's kingdom. Through our live monthly training sessions, our webinars, online courses, discipleship resources, and personal mentoring, you will be transformed and equipped to make a difference in the world. Jesus said, the harvest is great and the workers are few. The kingdom community is here to see you released into your calling with the full manifestation of God's blessing and favor on your life. We offer apostolic covering and relational connection. The kingdom community has a team of seasonal leaders who can help you with guidance, counsel, coaching, and mentoring. Ministerial credentials are also available to those who qualify. The kingdom community is all about one, creating an atmosphere of expectation for the supernatural. Two, strategically equipping the saints of God to fulfill their purpose in the kingdom. Three, connecting you to people and resources for personal growth, leadership development, and collaboration in mission and ministry. To learn more and to connect with us, visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. Our website again is kingdomcommunity.global. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, everybody, Glenn Blakeney here. Welcome to the Kingdom Encounter podcast brought to you by the Kingdom Community and Awake Nations Ministries. And we're so glad that you're here today. I have a special guest. Her name is Kelly Fraser. Kelly's going to be sharing her journey from transitioning out of marketplace ministry into a focus on ministry to children. It's really going to be very, very powerful. 
We're living in a time and a season, as I've already mentioned in the intro, of what is known as the Great Resignation. People all over the world have been resigning from jobs. They've been saying, I want to work at home. I, I really don't find my life satisfying doing what I used to do. And really, a lot of this is fueled by a desire to fulfill purpose and destiny. And the Bible says that without a vision, people perish. It literally means without a prophetic sense of purpose, people will throw off restraint or the cast off restraint. And we're living in a time more than ever where knowing your identity is so critical, but also your purpose, embracing your purpose in God's kingdom. Well, my guest, Kelly Fraser, she's went for it. She stepped out of the boat you know, I have a saying, I say, would you rather be a dry boat talker or a wet water walker? You know, God wants us to step out of the boat, even if it's scary, even if we mess up or we slip up, it's okay. God is with us. And so we want to encourage you to watch this interview with a sense of, of just prophetically perceiving what God is maybe saying to you. Uh, has he been calling you to make a transition? Has he been calling you to do something different in this time that we live in? So, guys, without any further ado, I want to bring on Kelly Fraser. Kelly, thank you so much for being on the Kingdom Encounter podcast. Thank you, Glenn. This is my pleasure. I'm excited about this. Yeah, I, I love your story, and uh, it really is relevant to many people today. But something happened to you that kind of put you on this new trajectory and you experienced a real traumatic brain injury. Why don't you tell our audience about that? What happened? Yeah, so in the year of 2007, I had lost my 18-year-old nephew to a drowning. My little oh. sister was his mom. She died of cancer. Um, my husband was kind of struggling. We had a family business where we were teaching our teenage sons to do construction work by flipping homes. We would invest in homes and then flip them. Um, and it gave them a sense of purpose. And he, at some point just said, that's it. I'm done. You know, this, I just, I just can't take this anymore. It was a lot of stress and a lot of pressure for him. And so it was a really trying year to say the least. And just as I, when I thought things were turning around, um, I ended up with a traumatic brain injury. Um, I remember flying through the air and it was just a simple minor accident. I was living in Michigan at the time and I had high heel boots on and I did not see the ice because they have what's called black ice there. So you can't see it. So I was just running back to my car because I was going to be late for an appointment and both of my feet came out from underneath me. Oh. And I, I, I'm a gymnast. I am an ex gymnast. And I thought I'll just land on my feet. Right. Well, oh, that no. didn't happen. I landed directly on the back of my head, the brainstem, the spinal column, everything. And I was out. Um, so that traumatic brain injury made my brain move forward and to the right. And I started getting blackouts. I would be paralyzed on my right side. Sometimes I would wake up in the morning as a two-year-old or a teenager. You just never knew who you were going to get from day to day. Oh. And my little girl was 11 years old at the time. So we had our older boys and then we had a, a younger one and she was 11 and she became my caregiver and she was my caregiver for six months. But the interesting thing about this whole, this whole uh, flying through the air part, what happened was something I still to this day cannot explain other than it had to have been the Holy Ghost. Out of my mouth flies three words and it was Jesus save me. And the last thing I remember was, who said that? That's what I asked myself. Like, who said that? And that's just before I hit the pavement. So one night she's walking out the door 
and of the bedroom and she had helped me to get into bed. I remember looking at her and how sad she was. And I remember thinking, I am supposed to be her mommy, but she's my mommy. You know, I mean, that this thought was just so overwhelming to me that I felt like this, almost like this righteous anger well up inside of me. And then I remembered those three words and that was six months ago, right? It was Jesus saved me. So now I'm like indignant. <laughs> I'm like, I know you can heal me. I just don't know why you haven't. But if this is what it's going to be like, I don't want to wake up tomorrow morning. Now, I wasn't suicidal that I could tell and I wasn't depressed. It was just like an overwhelming righteousness inside of me that just welled up with anger against the enemy and what had happened. Right. So the very next morning, um, I just, I felt my whole body just rest into a deep, deep sleep. And the very next morning when I woke up, there was something in my room. There was a presence in my room that is very difficult to describe. And a lot of times I get emotional talking about it because it was so incredible. If you think of the words unity, peace, joy, love. You can say those words. You can tell someone I love you, but what was in this room that morning was beyond anything I had ever experienced in my life. And I thought that I had died. I thought that heaven looked like my bedroom. (laughs) I'm literally touching myself like, am I awake? Is this a dream? Did I die? Is this heaven? I'm asking myself all these questions. And then when I sat up, I realized something. I'm like, I'm looking out directly at my bedroom window, which was pitch black. And I'm like, wait a minute, the sun hasn't come up yet. And where is this light coming from? And then I realized what was happening. And it was just a total sense of humility. And all that was flowing out of me was gratitude. Just like the words, Jesus saved me. All of a sudden, all this gratitude was just flowing out of my mouth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for my nephew that died. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for my sister who died. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the trouble that we had. I couldn't understand why I'm saying all these things. But it truly was just a sense of gratitude that I'd never experienced before. Wow, that's powerful. So out of that experience, um, you know, you you mentioned something happened. You obviously have recovered. So what happened? So as I'm sitting there and all this gratitude was coming out, um, again, I, I began to see these visions. There were three visions and they were just consecutive and just a matter of seconds. The first one was I saw myself writing books and I was sitting at a table and I was handing someone a book and there were stacks of different books. And I'm thinking to myself, what? Like, I'm not an author. And then I saw myself in the second vision and I was in a on a stage and there was like a circular platform and people were just lifting their hands in praise the Lord. And on the third one, it was just faces that were just like shooting at me. And I did not understand any of this, but I knew that if that was me and he was showing me what was going to happen in the future, my thought is, but what about the brain injury and how is any of that supposed to happen? Right. So, and I was kind of snarky when I said it, I hate to admit that, but I was, I was like, how is any of that supposed to happen? And that was when I heard, trust me. And it was as if someone was standing in front of me saying it. And I felt it with everything inside of me. And I had a choice right then and there. And I knew I had a choice. He was giving me a choice. Either I could say, yes, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to go with what I saw. Or I'm going to say no. And I'm just going to consider this just a weird dream. And I'm not ever going to speak about it again. Right? I knew he was giving me that option, which to me just says how much he loves us. And so I just said, okay. I'm willing because I didn't want to go back to who I was just last night. Right. So from that point forward, 
he aligned me with people who would teach me how to write books, who would teach me how to do interviews and podcasts. And I mean, you name it, I was doing it. I've, I've spoken to groups of two. I've spoken to groups of 56,000. I mean, I've spoken to, you know, large groups of people because of the internet, thankfully on a lot of that, but yeah, that's what happened. And here we are 12 books later, 13, if you want to include the children's books, I mean, so many things. And it's all because of God. I just needed to be willing to make that transition happen. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, so I was thinking, Kelly, about what you were sharing and the Apostle Paul's experience on the road to Damascus and how he encountered Jesus, but he also had a commission. And the commission was that he would preach the gospel, he would do all these amazing things for the Lord, uh, even preach to the Gentiles. And ultimately, the same thing happened to him. He had to make a decision whether he was going to have faith and, and believe that what the Lord told him would come to pass. And then, of course, later on, when you read the book of Acts, it, there's this comment he makes uh, two, three times where he says, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Mm -hmm. So so you had to be obedient to what God showed you. It wasn't just going to happen. You had to step out. You had to be obedient. So tell us about that journey. Your, um, what What happened? Yeah, well, you have to remember when a person has a traumatic brain injury, it doesn't just affect that person, it affects the entire family. And, you know, I think it was so, so radically different. I became someone radically different than who my husband married. And because of that, there was a lot of tension a lot of times in our marriage, because here I'm growing spiritually, I'm doing what God has called me to do. And my husband just did not understand. He wasn't part of the visions. He wasn't, you know, part of the conversation between God and I over and over and over again. So I trusted that God was going to do for him. This sounds so crazy sometimes when I speak this out, but I was trusting that God was going to do for him what he did for Zipporah with Moses. Now, I didn't feel like Moses necessarily, but I knew that that Moses had to trust God with his family. And so I did this exact same thing. I said, Lord, I can see how difficult this whole thing is for him. And I, I feel badly because I would hear him say to other people, she's not the same woman I married. And that, oh, that would hurt me so much. But I understood it, you know, so I never, I never felt resentful about that. But I think in the process of that, um, I wasn't having fun. And I think it's important for people to understand this. I don't think that Paul had fun when, you know, God met him on the road to Damascus. I think he went into solitude for three years so that he could learn and grow in his experience with, mm. with the Lord. Right. Great Same point. Yeah. yeah. Look at Noah. Noah didn't want to have to build this ark and have people hate him for it and think he was an idiot. Right. I mean, these are not things that you just go, okay, yeah, pick me, pick me. This was something that came to me and I had to make a decision as to whether or not I was going to be willing. And because I said yes, I knew that God was asking me to trust him with everything. And that is what he does. And it does make it difficult a lot of times, but it also becomes the most amazing ride of your entire life. Like you will never have another experience the way you will have if you just trust in the Lord and go along with the flow of where he's taking you. So moving forward, um, so Israel came up um, in 2019. It was December and I was making my bed and I heard the word Israel. 
Now, I've been a coach now because that's what he called me to do, to coach people, to write these books, to speak, and to really just lean in and, and teach people their identity in Christ. And I was working with all adults, marriages that were falling apart, that I would put them back to, I wouldn't put them back together, the Lord did, but I facilitated that. And, you know, making an income because I'm in the marketplace and just doing an amazing work for the Lord. I mean, he was doing the work, literally. I was just showing up every day. And so now um, I'm hearing Israel and I was like, Lord, I don't, I don't want to go to Israel. Like I've never had a desire to go to Israel. And I went out to the kitchen and my husband was making breakfast and he starts telling me the story about his sister. And then he says, and she wants to go to Israel. And then he just kept right on talking. And I went, Whoa, time out. What did you just say? He goes, what do you mean? I said, did you just say your sister wanted to go to Israel? He goes, no, I didn't say that. Well, now I'm thinking I'm going crazy, right? So I said, okay, sorry, never mind. And I just tried to blow it off, right? So I grabbed my key because I was headed out to church. And I grabbed my key, get in the car. And I have to understand we own a BMW. And this BMW um, has a, a key fob that goes according to your settings. Okay. So if you get in the car, the car settings, the mirrors move and the seat moves and all this different stuff happens to make sure that you're comfortable in the car, right? Great BMW. Yeah. And <laughs> normally I do not have the radio on at all. I do not listen to radio ever. And so I, I didn't have it on, but when I pushed my the button to turn my car on, what blares as loud as anything? If you ever get a chance to go to Israel, just say yes wow. and amen. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not understand, but it shook me to my core, as you can imagine. So I'm driving to church and I'm like, okay, Lord, if you truly want me to go to Israel, you know, I don't want to go. But if you truly want me to go, I'm just going to say what I said before. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to go. But you're going to have to put it right in front of my face as if he hadn't already. And I got into church thinking I was early and I was going to find plenty of seating. And Usher kept moving me forward. Come on, come on, come to the forward. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to sit back here. No, no, no. Come to the front. I finally end up in the very front seat and I look up on the screen. And what do you suppose it says? A tour to Israel. <laughs> as large as life, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, Lord, I'll go. That started the next journey of what he wanted me to do. Okay, so let's talk about the next journey. You are, okay, you're moving along, you're being successful, and things are going great. And then all of a sudden, it's like out of nowhere, the Lord speaks to you about going to Israel. He confirms it repeatedly. Uh, what happens in Israel? presuming you went there. Yes, it was so crazy. Um, when I got home from church that day, uh, I was coming around the corner of the kitchen and I heard him say, invite Crystal to go with you. Now, I thought this was very odd because I only knew a few crystals and I hadn't spoken to any of them really in like a year or two. So I thought, well, which crystal, first of all? So I tried each one and I only got in touch with one of them. And when I got in touch with her, she started to cry. And she said, oh, my goodness, Kelly. She goes, a week ago, the Lord told me that I was to go to Israel. I just did not know how I was going to go. So she says, I, I just cannot believe you're sitting here asking me to go with you. So we both went to Israel together. There was so much that I could tell you, but that's another whole podcast. But I will tell you this. It rocked my world, not because of Israel, but because of the incidences that happened when I was there. Okay. So now I'm coming home and I'm thinking differently. I'm believing differently. I'm feeling differently. And when I got home, I have to tell you this. As soon as we walked into the Charlotte International Airport, we thought we had been hijacked. We literally did because 
everybody was wearing masks. The, the soldiers that were there had looked like machine guns, you know, and some of them were pointing. I mean, it was the craziest thing. We thought, did we really just arrive in the U.S. or is this really some other place? And we're, we're not realizing we were hijacked. So that was our first initiation into what we now know was COVID, but it hadn't been released, I guess, yet at that point. And so I ended up flying to Canada um, because my daughter went into labor a couple of days after I had arrived back here in the U.S. When I was in her bedroom, in the baby's bedroom, rather, I'm laying there and all of a sudden I hear the Lord say to me, talk to the children. The adults are not listening. It is the children who will glorify my name. Wow. And again, I'm like, what? Like, what does this mean? Now, in my head, I'm starting to think, Lord, please tell me you're not asking me to do something else. I have an amazing career. I have an entire year that's planned out that I'm going to I'm going to do, you know, everything you've asked me to do. Why would you be telling me something different? Now, understand, I'm thinking these thoughts, but before I even get them out, he's already showing me three different visions. So now I'm seeing one vision where it's a puppet show. And I'm like, what? Why am I seeing a puppet show? The second one is families that were loving what they were learning. They were coming to Jesus because of what their children were learning. And then the third was a television network. And I kind of rejected the television network because if you knew, <laughs> you knew how many times I tried to, you know, steer away from the media. It, yeah, you would just kind of laugh at the whole television network piece. So in my mind, I translated it to YouTube channel because that to me was, you know, like a step down from television, right? Sure. So I see these visions and I'm like, Lord, you know me, you know, I'm going to trust you. You know, I'm going to go into wherever you want me to go. So I'm going to be willing, but just know I'm not happy about this, right? So then we're on our way home. This is one hour out from when the border closed between Canada and the US, okay? This was COVID is now high alert. Um, one hour, you've got one hour to get across the border before you can go home, right? So we're rushing, we're going as fast as we can to get there. And I start telling my husband about what happened in the dream. And when that happened, I did not know even what to say to him because here we are again, bless his ever loving heart, <laughs> doing another transition. And so I'm looking out the window and he said, what are you supposed to call this anyhow? And that's when I asked the Lord before I even got the question out of my mouth, he said, fetch the goodness. And I was like, fetch the goodness, like fetches in a dog, throwing a dog a bone. And he said to return my children to me. And it was like, right. I was amazed, amazed at that. So I just agreed. I said, I'm coming into agreement with you, Lord, whatever it is you want me to do, I'll do. But I have to be honest and still say that internally, I felt like he was asking me to shut down everything. So when I got back home to the United States, we began working crystal because he told me to invite crystal into this. So crystal and I began to work together on it. And sure enough, he asked me to lay down everything I was doing with the coaching, with the writing, with everything, you know, and that was very difficult because I was all over the internet at that point. I was doing, you know, everything that I love doing. And so I had a hard time with that. It took me a few months to get my head wrapped around it, but here we are. Two years later, you know, we became a television network. We have an incredible network. We have a community that we're building. So it's been an amazing journey. Um, and I think Fetch the Goodness itself 
uh, really has, it has high impact, higher than what we're doing or what we're thinking, because literally parents are coming to Jesus because of Fetch the Goodness. So, so Fetch the Goodness, um, you know, you've mentioned some of the things you're doing. Obviously, it's about seeing children come to the Lord. And, and that's really prophetic because the Bible talks about how God will turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers. And ultimately, it's, it's to, to God, our Father. And I love the I love the fact that it's the goodness of God and it's yes. the goodness of God that leads to repentance. But there's a scripture verse, and I just want to share this with our audience in Hosea chapter three, verse five. And it actually says in the New American Standard Bible, in the last days they will come trembling to the goodness of the Lord. And that's a powerful verse that they're going to come trembling to the goodness of the Lord. You know, there's prodigals that are coming back. This is the season. But as Kelly mentioned, this is a time, guys, for us to really focus on reaching the next generation. Gen Z or Z, depending what part of the world you live in, is the first generation that is really post-Christian. And of course, in other nations, especially outside of Western nations, it's not as bad. We are living in a time where we need to engage Gen Z, we also need to engage the alpha generation. So Kelly, tell us, what is Fetch the Goodness actually doing? Tell us, like, what are some of the initiatives, some of the things you guys are actually doing? Mm, well, thank you for asking. Uh, so we know that we're supposed to be teaching the goodness of God, but what the Lord really wants us to be doing is to help the identity of the children become what Christ initially wanted for us to know that we are children of the kingdom, right? That we are heirs of the kingdom. And in order for us to teach these things, we had to find a way to to make this a reality to the children and help them learn to apply what it is that they learn. So in, in all of our shows, um, we use these puppets and we actually end up having to make our own puppets. Uh, we had someone make them because, you know, we were using these tiny little tiny things that were from Melissa and Doug initially. And so then we created our own and we, we, just teach the children how to be kind, how to be loving. You take the, the gifts of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit. We teach them those. And then we break them down one at a time in, in different shows. And we teach them how to actually be that, not just to listen and learn about it or make up cute, fun little songs about it. We literally talk about the kingdom of God in everything that we do. We now have a children's Bible study. We have classes that, oh my goodness, this is one initiative that I'm so excited about. I don't know how many people are aware, but the illiteracy rates here in America are just going sky high. It's crazy to me to even think about that, but it's true. And so uh, the president of our board actually is a teacher who loves teaching. And what she's done is she's created her own proprietary um, method of teaching our Fetch the Goodness children how to read in a way that's fun and encouraging. And they are like, it speeds up their learning tremendously like they within a month or two they're already coming back to their own uh, grade level you know i mean it's just amazing what she's doing and in order for our children to understand scripture they have to read scripture they have to know how to understand scripture and so that's what we're teaching them we're teaching them how to read how to understand how to apply what it is that they're learning and God says he wants us on meat, not on milk. These little children are learning meat 
it's it's insane, but it's amazing to watch it happen, you know? And then when we hear the parents who have now accepted Jesus because of what their children are learning, that to me is everything that God wanted. And I mean, it's just going to keep growing because the more people realize how messed up our society is right now in teaching our children that they're not necessarily male, female, that they could be a kitty if they wanted to be a kitty. Um, this is this is why God, I think, you know, he set it all up, right? He set me up and then he set all this up because he knew what was coming. So to me, this is just the power of God. There's nothing in my story that is about Kelly Frazier. It is all about the kingdom of God. Yeah, that's powerful, Kelly. And, you know, it's so true. Like we're in a crisis right now with this generation, as you mentioned, you know, you you can be a, a kitty cat if you want. And 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 there are literally people in America, parents that are telling their children, that's OK, you're a cat. And you even mentioned like they give them a litter box for a child. Uh, come on, guys. You know, this is crazy stuff. And the Bible, we got to get back to the word that God created man in his own image and likeness. He created male and female. The scripture is very clear about that. And I know it's so controversial and that in many places today, uh, the cancel, it's not so much the cancel culture, really. I guess it's more of, of just social media, just abdicating our freedom of speech mm-hmm. to to talk about not our own opinions, is is, it, but the word of God. I mean, the authority of the scripture that this is not man's opinion. This is what God says. And he's the creator. He's Lord. He's is the judge of, of all mankind, of all humankind as well. Mm-hmm. So getting back to that place of identity, of knowing who you are, but out of really that flows out of knowing him, of knowing the Lord. Now, there's so many things that are happening in the world today, crazy things that are happening. Um, reaching the children is really, this is at a boiling point where if we don't do something, to reach them. I mean, what in the world is going to happen with the next generation? Just talk uh, about that for a moment. What are you sensing the Lord is saying to you in terms of this emerging generation, the kids, youth, uh, and and what you feel we need to do, not just Kelly Frazier, but mm-hmm. the church, God's people mm-hmm. needs to do in this season? That is such a great question. So I'm going to give you an example of something that happened the other night. We were celebrating the second birthday for Fetch the Goodness. And I took five hours, five hours, Glenn, to sit down and find a 10 minute Christian appropriate movie because I needed a 10 minute clip for the children to watch. And, and and I say I needed it. I didn't need it, but it was something that I was after. I really wanted to have a 10 minute clip of a story, a sweet story, but a, a, a you know, a redeeming story. <laughs> and I cannot tell you, it took me five hours just to find a little clip. And I ended up finding one that did not have any words in it. It just had a little girl who was going to a, you know, a, a adoption agency for pets. And she found this, you know, cute little dog to take home. But I was so disappointed, like radically changed because I could not find anything that didn't talk about the color of their skin or the things that were happening, you know, in society. And, and I mean, just you name it, or just even 
here's a great example. My kids, when my kids grew up, they, they did not have a kingdom building mom. Okay. They had a Christian mom, but they didn't have a kingdom building mom. So they would watch shows like veggie tales, which they absolutely love. But what do we remember the most about veggie tales? I can tell you what I remember. Oh, where is my hairbrush? Oh, where is my hairbrush? Right. That's what I remember about veggie tales. We want our children to remember the King, to remember that they are heirs to the kingdom. God says meat, not milk. And if we baby our children, and this is the other thing I noticed, we have dumbed down the word so much in our churches, in our schools, in our our Christian schools, in even in our like Sunday school classes or Sabbath school classes, we have dumbed down the word. And that is not what God wants. Now more than ever, he wants our children to know who they are and whose they are. And if we can teach them that, then literacy will not be an issue. Math will not be an issue. These things will not be an issue that seem to be a giant issue right now here in the U.S. And so that more than anything, I would say, you know, get that strong foundation for yourself so that you can start teaching the children the way God wants you to teach. Yeah, so good, Kelly. And, you know, we are in a time when now more than ever, I really believe the church must engage culture. You know, often we've been focused um, on trying to fill up church buildings rather than penetrating and shifting culture. And that's brought us to the place where we are today. But we now more than ever need to realize that our calling is to be the salt of the earth. We are called to influence culture, to bring back the values um, and the culture of the kingdom. And we are in a place where where we it's, it's going to, we got a lot of work uh, mm. to do. That's for sure. But thank God for you and others. Um, I have a, a guest coming on the program here in the, in the near future, who's working in the state of Florida in the public school systems, really impacting um, the culture in, in a powerful way for the kingdom. So I'm looking forward to, to doing more about uh, to do more interviews really with people like yourself. And let's talk a little bit about fetch the goodness in terms of the fact that you guys support families of children who've gone through the sex trafficking industry. Tell us about that, please. Yes. So that was something I think um, it, it came to me prophetically. There was a, a gentleman who called me, my husband and I were on vacation. It was like around nine o'clock or nine 30 at night. And he's like, I know you don't know me, but I really felt led by the Holy ghost to call you and just, you know, give you this word. And that happened twice. And, and it was basically that what we're doing with Fetch the Goodness was going to be huge, but we also needed to remember those children that have been trafficked. And this is such a huge industry and people don't even realize the, the impact that this has. And, and yeah, um, what I will say is that they can come into Fetch the Goodness we don't, nobody knows that they've had the issue. Nobody knows that they've been trafficked, that they don't know what the families are going through unless the families themselves want to, um, to announce it or want to share it. And they can do it publicly. They can do it privately. They can, cause we, the way we design fetch the goodness network, um, there's parents communities and there's children's communities and, you know, they're each separated so that nobody's going to be, you know, seeing what the other is doing. But at the same time, um, Everything that is there, we are equipping the children. For instance, here, here's a great example. There was an adult. She, was, she had just turned 18, and she had been trafficked for many, many years. 
And she did not know how to pray for herself or how to pray for other people or that, that she has authority, that she's the head, not the tail. She didn't know any of that. And then on the other side, we have an 11 year old who knows who she is and who she is. And she goes and prays for other people. She will lay hands on other people. She will, you know, she will tell them, I have the authority of the kingdom on my side, you know? So you have these two different mindsets and kids who are trafficked will stay in a victim mentality as long as their parents let them be there. But if you have parents that are educated in the kingdom of God, who know that their child's identity does not have to be wrapped up in any of what they went through or experienced. It's not about the circumstance. It truly is about who they are and whose they are. And once they learn that, they begin to see, I don't have to let the world identify me. Christ identified me and he doesn't condemn me for anything that happened, you know? And so it, it truly just is a, it's a remarkable way to allow the kingdom of God to really flow through your family. It changes atmospheres. It truly does. Wow. Kelly, thank you so much. So fetch the goodness is involved in so many different things. How do people connect with you guys? What opportunities are available and how do they connect? Mm, great question. Thank you. Um, so we have sponsors that actually sponsor monthly. They partner with us and that way we can bring more families into the network because it does cost a lot of money to run these networks as you are familiar with, I'm sure. Um, and so building this entire community, we, what we do is we have people coming in through Facebook. We have a Fetch the Goodness Facebook community. We also have our own proprietary community. Um, I, I would say if you want to sponsor or if you want your child to be involved with Fetch the Goodness or if you want to be involved with Fetch the Goodness, just go to our Patreon page. It's Patreon forward slash FTG for Fetch the Goodness, FTG, and then Amy. Um, we couldn't get just FTG because it was taken. So we had to add Amy, which is Amy's one of the main puppets um, of the show. So just FTG Amy on Patreon. Wow. So Patreon dot com forward slash FTG Amy and Amy is AMY. AMY. Correct. Great. Thank great. You. Awesome. So thank you so much. Wow. Kelly, this has been uh, amazing and uh, uh, I'm, I'm inspired. You know, it's, it's really important that we reach the emerging generation. We reach kids, we reach youth. Um, so critical. Bless you guys for what mm -hmm. you're doing. So, Kelly, thank you again for being on the Kingdom Encounter broadcast. What an honor to have you on. And uh, I'm really looking forward to having you come back and share again. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you, Glenn. It's been my honor. Thank you so much. Hey, guys, Glenn Blakeney here. Thank you so much for joining us for the interview with Kelly Frazier. I pray that her story has inspired you and just given you that extra shot of confidence to be able to step out and do something new for the Lord in this season as he leads you. Don't be afraid. Don't be locked into something. Take the risk. Get out of the boat. Walk on the water. Jesus is there with you. And guys, we have a resource that we want to put in your hands absolutely free of charge. It's my booklet called Three Ways to Discern God is Moving You in a New Direction. All you need to do is go to my website, awakenations.org forward slash book, and you can download this resource for free. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us today at The Kingdom Community. We trust that you are encouraged as a result of spending time with us. We exist to connect, equip, and send you out into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God. To learn more about The Kingdom Community, please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. Again, our website is 
kingdomcommunity.global. Together, we are better.